Realtors. It is Tuesday, July 30th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We are a little tardy this morning. We apologize for that. We've got a great show here for you today. Dwayne Long will, of course, be joining us. We are going to address the B. John Robinson situation and then continuing with Dwayne's preseason look at position groups. We've done both lines. Today, we will hit the secondary. Dwayne, how goes it? Oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm ready to get the season started. I, I really am excited about football this, this season. I'm telling you, I just got a great feeling about Ryan Day and where this program is going. I think we we snatched up one of the uh, one of those prodigies that's out there. Uh, you know, you hate losing a, a, a let's call him what he is a legend, an iconic uh, coach in Urban Meyer, but. I just think it was his time to go. He's just not physically healthy enough to do this. It's a grind. Uh, and I think we got one of the guys that, uh, that can continue on and just, you know, we'll, we'll go. I think we're going to challenge this year. I'm just very excited about football season. I am equally pumped and could not be more happy with the way things have gone under Ryan Day. Perhaps the first... I don't know what you call it, speed bump or complication in the day era has already taken place. Ohio State was fully expecting to get a commitment from Arizona running back B. John Robinson. Everyone knew that a running back is a major priority in this class. There's been talk of Kendall Milton. There's been talk of Bijan. Those were the two main guys. B. John Robinson was ticketed for Ohio State. Um, yes, this is recruiting and you deal with teenagers and families who can make snap decisions. And I will turn this over to Dwayne. He can give you his opinion on how it went down with Bijan and maybe what Ohio State does next. But I will say this. I don't want to bore anyone with how the sausage is made. And all the time we've been doing this recruiting coverage, the process behind the scenes is what it is. There has never been a recruit this far down the road, I can tell you, with the coverage and what we do, than Bijan Robinson that has turned back. Never. So in terms of surprise and shock, uh, the staff was shocked you heard that. Our guys were shocked, too. So, And I rarely say that. In fact, this is the first time I think I've said that out loud. Dwayne, your thoughts on the Bijan Robinson uh, borderline fiasco and where you'd like to see Ohio State go next, knowing they have to have running backs in the class. If you want to address Jalen Knight and Florida State, you can do that as well. The only different vibe there, while they thought they were getting a commitment from Knight, they expected that to be a battle down the stretch. Robinson was thought to be in the can. So, your thoughts, Dwayne? I, I'm just as confused as everybody else is out there. I've gotten, I've called every contact I have or texted, and I'm getting two responses. I don't know, and you tell me. Nobody can figure this one out. What happened? Friday, we ended the week, you know, we're, uh, you know, I'm thinking it's just, it's, it's, we're just waiting for a uh, formal announcement. It had gone that far. And uh, by Sunday, we're not in it. Wait, what? What in the world could happen that would change things that quickly? You know, it just doesn't make any sense to anybody. Nobody has an explanation for this. It takes me back. Now, old-timers have been around. Uh, go back uh, a, a lot of years. Bill Green will remember this. Uh, I'm sure there are fans that have been with us that long. The Antonio Hall situation. He was an offensive lineman, quick fill, uh, 
Keith Lynn. He was from Camp McKinley. This kid was, by one service back at that time, uh, a the number one offensive line recruit in the country. He was a kid that just was one of those athletic kids uh, that, that if he was longer, he would have been a tackle, but he was an inside player. It was just kids from that part of the state. Uh, and in that era, there were a lot of them. If you got an offer from Ohio State, you were going to Ohio State. You wanted to go to Ohio State. Everybody wanted an Ohio State offer, and a commitment was just a commitment. It was just going to happen, and we were. It was just a matter of time. All of a sudden, Antonio Antonio Hall. I can't talk this morning. He uh, schedules a visit to Kentucky out of the blue. Kentucky. Come on, you're you're a kid that's got an offer from every major college in the country. You're going to visit Kentucky, an official visit. He goes down there, and even before he leaves the place, we're told we're told he committed something to do with his with the music department that really excited him, and that was the end of that. He was gone. We did not get him. He never had a productive career down at Kentucky. Uh, and, and this is the, 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 that's the only thing I can compare this to. And I would say that was, this is further along than when, what we were with Antonio Hall. I cannot explain this. I don't know what's going on. My gut tells me this is not over. It's just happening too quick. Too many changes in a very short period of time. I don't know if this is, you know, maybe it is a done deal. He's not coming here. But I'm not ready to, to sign off on that. It's a long way to December. Let's see what happens. I, I don't know. I think the longer he does not make a commitment to somebody else, the better the chances are that we're going to bring him back our way. At one point just a month ago, we were talking about him not coming here, that he was probably going elsewhere. We're talking about who we can get to come in here other than him. Well, uh, we may have to go get him again. I don't know. We don't know what's happened. And it's just the strangest situation. I've been in this business, I don't know, maybe 20 years or close to it. And it, this is one of the all-time head scratchers. It's interesting because originally the fear was, well, the fear of the thought was it was proximity. So I thought USC may be in the mix. There had always been some whispers that Arizona may be able to pull the hometown card on them. But all the crystal balls now are rolling towards Austin, Texas, and Tom Herman. So I'm sure he's going to sleep much better tonight. Here's an uncommitted running back. I'd really love to see the Buckeyes go back after. Uh, I don't know if we – I can't say really go back after. I don't know if we ever really did. Tank Bixby. Tank Bixby, his, his film impresses me. He would go a long way toward making up for losing Robinson. He's – the next level down, not a big drop off to him. He's a big back, uh, definitely a slasher. Love those kind of backs. And uh, he's, I don't know if we're going to be able to pry him out of the south, but he would be a really, really good uh, uh, replacement for Bijan Robinson. I'd love to see us go back on him. We're going to take a short commercial break and be back with Dwayne's complete secondary preview for the season ahead. We're going to go through the secondary. Players are listed on the Ohio State roster as a cornerback or a safety. 
Now, yes, they have added the bullet position, and we will address that as we go here, but we're going to go as we have in the past, chronological order by position. We will start with the cornerback. Number one, Jeffrey Okuda. Well, I I have to bring up uh, the Rose Bowl game, and, and Okuda just seemed to become an entirely different player. He had been gradually getting better all season. We've seen this so many seasons where the Buckeyes just throw a young guy out there, let him go through his growing pains, and then he blossoms into a guy that's going to go early. <clears throat> well, uh, Akuda, people, you know, the bowl games. People are talking, ah, the bowl games don't matter. Hey, don't get that in your head. Those bowl practices do. Whether the games matter anymore now or not with the playoffs, you want those practices. It seems like we see this every year. Players, after the season, had a rough season. They get away from it for a while. It, they, they kind of take it all in and review it. They've got, time, you know, downtime where they can actually look at film, really take their time. They're not getting ready week to week and just kind of soak it all in. And we see it blossom in those bowl practices. Then they get in that bowl game and show, yeah, uh, I learned a lot. And we saw that with Okuda. He's got ideal, the prototype measurables for cornerback. The NFL is going to be salivating over this guy. Uh, I just, uh, I just think he's a great player and hope that he decides to, uh, stay here for four years. You just can't expect that though anymore. There's literally no chance of that happening. I mean, if you look at the physical makeup, and Ohio State has passed through some great corners over the last, you know, 10 years specifically. Physically, I think you could make the argument that Okuda is the best suited for the NFL. Biggest, strongest, fastest kind of guy. I'm not sure he's the fastest, but he's very impressive. All right, Damon Arnett, number three. Uh, Arnett, I, I just, I, you're going to have to call me from Missouri. I just don't I don't believe in the guy. It's not like it was one year. I think fans get a little excited about one year and you know, oh why isn't he a better player? Why didn't we get more out of him? Uh I, you know, you got to give him more than that. You you do you really do need to be have a little bit of patience. We've been patient with Damon Arnett. Fans have not bent, not uh, uh abandoned Arnett just on one bad season. We've been watching this for a number of years under several different coaches. Remember, he was here under Combs. So this kid has just not performed. He can't find the football. <laughs> and it's I don't usually pay attention to stuff like this, but him giving up the – standing up and throwing the incomplete sign, it just kills me. No, uh, it's usually complete on your side of the field, son. I am not, I don't believe in the kid. I really hope that, uh, Halfley can get the best out of him and get, get this kid to where he looks like an NFL corner, which is what we expect out of Ohio State cornerbacks in the last, what, better part of 10 years. I want to see this kid perform. I'm not convinced. Let's, let's, uh, show me. That's what I wanted out of Damon Flint, Damon Arnett. That's what I uh, – those are the words I come back to. Yeah, if you go back and piece it together, Arnett 
has gotten a ton of playing time over the last few years. I think, and I would, I'm going to add this up at some point, I think he's taken more snaps at corner than anybody over the last 10 years of the stretch we're talking about, largely because he hasn't left. And there's kind of, he's filled in the gaps here. So he's got one more shot at it. I do think he's probably got a pro future. What round it will be, or if it's a free agency an invitation, will be determined by his play this year. Number 12, Seven Banks. Well, what we've with the little we've seen out of him, we got to be excited about what this kid could do. You know, with the with the he's already scored a touchdown, even though he's gotten so little playing time. I loved what I saw out of him as a high school player. I thought he was a great gift for us. So you know, there's another uh, just gifted kid in the mix, and uh, you know he's he's on a he's on a kick team, and he finds a football, takes it in, he scores. You love those guys that just have that innate ability to find the football. And he showed it already. Excited for his future. Number 13, Tyreek Johnson. Well, we haven't really seen a lot of him. Again, another player that when you look at him as a high school player, I saw a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, Wade. I'm trying, boy, can't I remember Wade's first name right now. Anyway, I, I just very similar in build and style of play. Uh, that's what he reminds me of. And, and Wade right now is, is, is one of our best defensive backs, uh, a sure NFL player. So I want to, I'm just looking forward to seeing him on the field. We got, we got some defensive backs, uh, in, in the whack. There's no question about that, Dan. No question. Number 21, Marcus Williamson. I, you know what? I, I loved what I saw him in, in the spring game. Just, he's a smaller kid. He's not as big as the kids were, were really targeting to come in here, but he's a battler. And, and he's going up against these bigger receivers. And, uh, he didn't get the memo that he's not supposed to be tangling with these guys and coming out ahead. Uh, I, I, I'd like to see more of him on the field. What he showed me just in this spring, it, it's a it's a kid that's going to come in. He's going to fight, and uh, you know those kind of kids can can make up. He can make up for those inches just in his uh, uh, combative nature. He's going to take them on. I love what I've seen out of Marcus Williamson so far. Yeah, Williamson is one of those guys to me that makes Ohio State what it is, and I bet he starts on almost every other Big Ten team. And the fact that he's just quality depth here is. One of the differentiators, talent-wise. You already mentioned him, number twenty-four, Sean Wade. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head, but Sean Wade. You know, he comes in here as a cornerback. We need him to slide into that uh, uh, that fifth defensive back spot, that nickel uh, nickel back spot, and I, the coaches are reluctant to take him out of there. And and you can see why he's producing. Why don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. So you know you're thinking moving moving over there to uh, uh, take over for our net. Well, we've got enough we got enough talent. We're just talking about Johnson and and, uh, and Marcus Williamson and and, and uh, Seven Banks. Let's let's try one of them first. Leave Wade alone. Leave him where he's at. That's an important position. The way the game is played these days. That defense, fifth defensive back, you could almost. Just uh, you know, put in parentheses when you're talking about the 11th starter. Put a 12 in there because that fifth defensive back is playing so much 
it's really like uh, you have 12 starters. Yeah, if you were to rank by quality, and I include every defensive back on the roster, obviously Okuda would be number one. I think Sean Wade is number two. If he has a really good year, I could see him being picked in the first round. He's got some prototype vibes to him with the modern NFL, like you mentioned. He's a playmaker. He's a hitter. Um, he's gifted physically. He's a bigger kid, rangier. I'm a huge Sean Wade fan. It, it took them some time to get him into the lineup and find him the right spot, but his versatility and such, I think he's got a chance to be a have a tremendous year and then make himself a ton of dough. All right, last cornerback, number 26, Cameron Brown. Well, I like him as a receiver. I don't remember watching him play cornerback at all. I, I, you know, I was a little surprised at the move. It didn't really come out. We were recruiting him as a wide receiver all that time, and then when he gets here, we move him to cornerback. So, I, you know, I see a good athlete. I see a guy with good ball skills. It's hard to say, you know, what he's going to be as a, a defensive back until I actually see him on the field. But uh, hey, let's uh, if. To throw him into that mix says that uh, they're confident that the kid can play. This would be a halfly move right here. If he can turn him into a corner, so be it. I doubt we'll see him on the field this year. All right, let's move to safety. Number four, the mainstay, Jordan Fuller. Well, he's just, man, I mean, this is a kid that could have gone into the NFL draft last year. He wouldn't have been a first-rounder, could have been a second-rounder, but definitely would have been going off the board by the third. Uh, I mean, and that's not anything to to uh, a negative, a knock on, on Jordan Fuller. It's just safeties either have to be really special or they fall down the boards. There's just, you know, there are two positions in the NFL where they're just not a priority, uh, safety and guard. It's just the way the NFL is. As far as they're concerned, they're done. It doesn't. We can get somebody uh, uh, good enough to be back there anywhere in the draft. So I, you know, he going in the third would have been uh, a place where quite a few safeties that are making a million dollars, that's where they went in the draft. But uh, if he stays, he stayed around, it's probably going to help the stock. I think he's surely going to be uh, at least a second rounder. Good football player, great looking athlete. You know, remember he played a lot of offense in high school, so he wasn't completely focused on playing on the defensive side. That's a thing to keep in mind with him. So, uh, just a great player. Glad to have him back. Uh, have that veteran leadership when you've had some turnover. It really does matter. A guy who's going to say, "No, you be there, you be here." That's what's going on with what I'm seeing in front of me. Having that guy is huge. Provided he times out well at the combine, this is about as safe an NFL draft pick as you can make, in my opinion. Smart, tough, talented, great pedigree. Just uh, that's what NFL players look like. I think his his draft stock will really be dependent almost on his 40 time. Okay, number 10, Amir Reap. I got to say I'm a little disappointed. You know, there was the debate coming out of high school cornerback or safety, and I was, I said safety all the way. I didn't see cornerback feet and hips in, in this kid, but I saw a great-looking athlete and, and with good size and a willingness to hit, and so I thought the move to safety was really going to help him, and he still hasn't really come out and, and grabbed a spot back there. Uh, I, you know, I have high hopes for him still, 
Uh, he's still got some time, but we just haven't seen anything out of him that makes you say, well, we've uh, we got a good, solid guy here and, and someone we can depend on. Still looking for uh, the best out of Amir Reed. Number 14, Isaiah Pryor. Wow. <laughs> that That's, I just, that talk about a head scratcher. I loved him coming out of high school. I always thought he would be a linebacker. Uh, he would just grow into a linebacker. And I still think that he, moving him to linebacker would probably help us. Uh, you know, he just doesn't attack the, the ball well. He, not on the ball or on the ball carrier. The number of bad angles this kid took last year when he was in there on on uh, uh, receivers with the ball is just pretty amazing how he could miss that many times, just not read where the guy was going, you know, and, and arrive at the at the point of attack. He's, he's missing. I, I don't really know what to say about Pryor. You know, you're moving down closer to the line of scrimmage, maybe cutting down on that um, distance he has to cover, Maybe he'll get a better uh, read. I don't know. For me, the jury's still out on him, and and I, I don't know. I don't know how much he's going to help us. He's got to be better than he was last year. That's It's that simple. Yeah, I whiffed hard on this kid. ING, pedigree, uh, looked great on film. Uh, just hasn't played well. I mean, that was a major whiff. Number 15, Josh Proctor. Well, again, uh, a kid that we can only go off what we've seen on high school film. Um, you know, and I, you got to look at this safety unit, Dan. It's not the cornerbacks look like, okay, we got to try to make, make room for all these kids. Safety, not so much. We're, we got Jordan Fuller and who? Uh, so hopefully we get Proctor onto the field. He looked great as a high school player. Let's see, let's see what uh, what he can do, and he should have the opportunity. You can't tell me that that uh, the safety spots are locked up other than four. That, that you know, and when you look at the two deep, and you've got to have a lot of defensive backs ready to go these days. So many teams want to spread it out, at least three, four, even five wide. You know, so you've got to have defensive backs. So uh, the opportunity is there, and, you know, we need bodies. We need bodies to step into the two deep. We've got one safety that I'm real confident in. Other than that, let's see. Number 23, Jason Wint. Well, uh, it's a tale of two football players. We saw last year, oh, my Lord, was he awful. He made Pryor look good. He just had to talk about reading the game bad and and just making bad angles and bad decisions, and he just was not what we needed him to be. Uh, he ended up uh, getting pulled out of there, too. Uh, but then you see what he did in spring. The two interceptions were both excellent reads, read the ball, broke on it, made the interception. So it, it wasn't, uh, you know, you can argue that it was uh, a bad decision by the quarterback. may have been. But Jason Wentz figured it out, went and got the football. If he can do more of that, if we can see more of that out of Jason Wentz, uh, he's going to be a good football player for us. He's got great size. He can run. 
uh, he's just got to read the game better. And uh, in the spring, looked like he was reading the game better. Interesting guy coming here, number twenty-five, Brendan White. Well, I'm I'm moving him up. I I believe we're moving him to the bullet, and that is a it just you want to talk about a hybrid position. Um, he's a linebacker playing off the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be asked to cover responsibilities, which he can do. He's a, he's a kid I I'm looking at. He's going to be an NFL player. Whether it's going to be linebacker or safety, I don't know. His body seems to want to take him to linebacker. May outgrow safety, but I know this kid reads it and goes and gets people. No, nobody better, not even Fuller in our defensive backfield, reads the game better and and, atta- <clears throat> and attacks the ball. Love what we have with White. I think it's a, it's a good move. You know, coming out of high school, we thought he would – so he would be a linebacker. He was just such a big kid. Uh, you know, that's why I believe he was put in at safety, because actually he's a better wide receiver. Yeah, as good as he is at safety last year, this kid was an even better receiver. He was just so big, you knew he's not going to stay there. Move him over now, get him get him the reps at safety, and if he moves down the linebacker, well, he's got that, that – uh, uh, all those reps as a, as a guy in coverage that are so important for a linebacker these days. So I think it's a great move. <clears throat> I think it benefits him. I think it benefits uh, Ohio State to, to move him down there. Number 28, freshman Ronnie Hickman. Well, we're going to see. I, I'm not sure he uh, he stays at safety. He came out of high school, two hundred twenty some pound kid, uh, but he's he's big, fast, and athletic, and and you know the I say sign him up. Last two, we'll book them together: Marcus Hooker and Bryson Shaw, two guys who probably won't see the field much. No, I w- I've never been a fan of. I didn't understand uh, Hooker. Now Hooker is a great football player. He can play the game, but where does he fit? I don't see uh, the feet, the hips to play cornerback. Uh, maybe he's the same. He's not. His best position is linebacker. He really he he finds the ball. All the the uh, the things you look for in a linebacker, he's got them, Dan. He's just not big enough to play linebacker. So I think he's a safety. By default, uh, probably a guy I wouldn't have offered. I, I just didn't see. They say Shiano kept pushing that offer. I wouldn't have offered him. Let's see. Let's hope that uh, that he becomes any kind of close to being as good as his brother. We will see. Uh, Bryson Shaw, I think, is a very underrated kid. Uh, I think he can play here. I just don't think it's going to be this year. Um, <clears throat> you look at his film. He does everything well. He runs. He's got a great frame that we can pack a few more pounds on him and not worry about him losing his speed or athleticism. Uh, I, I think that was a, that's going to be a, a sleeper down the road. We're going to go, uh, man, what a great evaluation by the, uh, by the staff. That was a marathon show, people. If you are still listening now, you are a true buck nutter, and we really appreciate you. Have a good one, people.